three, two, one. There got we go. it. There we go. We got that we one. We got it. Part of the team. Welcome back to the Decent Human Podcast. I'm Evan. I'm Jenny. I'm Chris. And it's good to be back right now <laughs> because it's not only my first time back since I had my day off, which was fantastic, by the way. Thank you. I know you guys all missed me. I missed we, you. We did. But yeah, we tremendously. Did. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Nakin. We are back yet again in the whole studio. I'm coming back to a very special guest that we have on the podcast today. He is the co-owner, the creative director, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> the one that's too tatted for Walmart. <laughs> Nobody thought he could do it, but he's doing it all against all odds. Justin, welcome, man. Welcome, to, welcome, welcome to the decent Thank you for having me. Stoked to be here. Yeah, we are very, very happy to have you on here, man. It's been... Uh, like as soon as you answered our DMs and you're like, yeah, we're in or yeah. you're in. Yeah. I, at first I was like, Is it, you guys DM the wrong guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. You no. don't have time for us. Yeah, I do. <laughs> busy. Do you want to do a little intro? Sure. Justin, uh, co-owner of Elwood Creative Director, kind of from Malibu, LA guy, friends with a bunch of people here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just. So you're, you're trying to learn. Bo- born and raised in, in Malibu, Malibu, Los Angeles native. How yeah. is that? Yeah, growing up in Malibu. It was great. Like, I, I don't think I understood what it really was growing up in Malibu until, honestly, moving back there this summer. I make my eyes were like, whoa, I was like raised here. So yeah. it was like, for sure. You know, uh, it was great. I surfed a lot, bonfires. I think there was like, when kids were always talking like, yeah, we went to the mall or to the bowling alley or whatever. Mm-hmm. In my later years, I was like, I never did any of that shit because yeah. there wasn't really anything in Malibu. Again, like, don't take that. Like, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's not a mall. I went to high school. No. I went to high school in Carmel. Oh yeah. So yeah, exactly. So, so there's the like same. nothing to do there. Yeah. But when you're there, I hear what you're saying. Like you don't appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Because you're just always around it. Like we did bonfires, but there wasn't <clears> like the nearest bowling alley was like in another town. Yeah, yeah. Like that's all we did was a beach, school, and hung out at Safeway parking lot because it was the only thing. Safeway, yeah, we (laughs) hung out at Pavilion. It was the only thing open past like eight p.m. So I was like, that's where we went and hung out. Yeah, did nothing. Jenny went cow tipping and so did I. We can't relate. Are you from again? North Dakota. So yeah, we yeah. did. I mean, we did bonfires, but they were just in like fields, yeah, on beaches, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> in barrels. That's what I like imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, North Dakota. I've never been there. You don't need to go. Yeah. I, I had a little stint in uh, back in high school, kind of as a little bad kid, I guess. But I wasn't. Bad, I think this but. is kind of a, a like recurring thing. thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we keep hearing yeah. this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I got sent away when I was like sixteen or something. But I went to like place in utah oh really it was like on a ranch but then you mm-hmm. said like cattle and like yeah I had to like did you like it brand the cattle milk the cattle you had to get up at 4 or 5 a.m and yeah i was up every day at like 5 45 sure. yeah. at that age i'm sure you hated all that yeah but yeah. yeah i hated like authority that's <laughs> yeah. probably why i was there and i still kind of hate authority to a certain extent but uh good thing you're the boss <laughs> that's what i say too I, you know i think some people are just like destined for that yeah you know? like some people are just not meant even if we fail you know yeah. like even if i fail i would way rather fail than kind of like doing your own thing do it for someone else for yeah. just because the vision is there and mm-hmm. if you believe in yourself it's kind of like it's this thing that holds you back of like why am i not doing this for yeah. myself i think that was like one of my so have you always had that mentality like even before elwood like i want to work for myself yeah more than most that, did that start even like when you were in your soccer days? Like you, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think that's why I didn't make it in soccer was the whole like authority thing. You know, listening to a coach. Soccer is so it's such a team sport. Mm-hmm. As much as there's the Leo Messi's and the Cristiano Ronaldo's, like it's everyone around them that makes them who they are. And I think like as a young kid, just like kind of defiant a little I, I wouldn't really yeah. listen to coaches and I think that like really that that fucked me from like kind of playing at the next <laughs> yeah. level I yeah. played yeah. in college and everything like that but you went to Chico to, State yeah I went to Chico I went to Santa Barbara City okay. College for a couple years yeah. both good party schools yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and that was also the yeah. other thing I was just like so focused on that 
partying yeah. girls, just drinking. I don't know. I, yeah. I never partied, so. Yeah. He's I lying. Lying. This guy is the leader of the pack right now. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm sitting ranks with this one. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I cannot take that title. Yeah. I'm up there. We not might that be. Title. We actually, we would have all hung out. Let's put this, it that way. Yeah. We would have yeah. all hung yeah. out. I don't know about you. I wouldn't. I, I still no, wouldn't. I, hang out I, well, because I played like throughout college. I played football and baseball, mm. but I wanted. I was the opposite, like complete opposite. Yeah. But wait, seriously? Balance, yeah. Oh. It was hard. <laughs> I was like, I don't believe I was, that. No, I swear. I was, yeah. Like I just. Co- Chris I loved really, college so much. He spent I stayed eight there years for like, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I don't want to get into it. I played football and baseball in college, yeah. and I was there long enough. It was like a fucking yeah. career. Yeah. Yeah, I was in college for ages too. I went to like Santa Barbara City for yeah. like two and a half years. You're only supposed to go for two years, but then I dropped out, so then I went back again or something. I don't know. I've been. All I did over the, the same place thing. In school. Yeah. It was just you went it to wasn't city college for me. Too. Well, I went to UND, and then I was there long because I took a break, and then I went to FITM in San Francisco. Right. Mm. I think I was in school for like six or seven years total. Sorry. And then now you're obviously using your degree, right? Yeah, a lot. Oh, you are using yeah, your yeah, degree. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, what was your, what did you major in? Oh, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> 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 that was good. You got this guy excited. You're like, that's <laughs> rare. <laughs> well, it's like, that'd be the first time I've heard that yeah. in like, I don't know how many conversations I've had. Yeah, yeah. Like, we all have had this conversation. Yeah. Like, our degrees not being no, used. I was kinesiology undergrad. Yeah, yeah. And so, I don't do that. Yeah. Well, when I get hurt, I'll come to you. <laughs> I don't know. If you don't use it, you lose it. And that's, the, yeah, that's for no, a fact. for sure. I could probably hurt you more. I didn't grad. No. Did you guys all graduate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 after football, soccer was over, I, uh, I just left. Yeah. I was just like, there's no reason for me to be here. I, no. I like changed my major like two times. I was in communications because that was the thing to do, right? Yeah. Go play school, go mm-hmm. play soccer and like just get a communications thing. You got to yeah, At least you here. get a degree. Yeah, exactly. And then. I mean, I should clarify, I graduated, but with a general studies degree because I did the same thing. Yeah. I changed my major a bunch yeah, of Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. And then I was like, well, if I'm fucking here and I care about, like, business, like, why don't I do business? But then, like, I started doing business and you had to do math classes and I can't fucking do math. So it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a thing where... You didn't find anybody to do... No, I did. <laughs> that's the only way I passed. That's, that's yeah. the entrepreneurial yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I'm not good at this. So I'm going to find someone better and bring them Yeah, in. That was grad school for me. I don't, that, yeah. that's a whole I don't thing. get into it. It's a it. lot of, yeah. of people. Yeah. I just could not. I could care less about school. For sure. I just yeah. going to school, I would... I remember in college, maybe English class or something. I don't know. I had to write an essay about King George or some <laughs> shit. One of them. Yeah, yeah. one of them. And I, and I love history. Like yeah. that, this isn't cool. a lie. Like I truly love history. Like if I were to go back to school, I'd probably like study history. Really? Even though like I would never be a historian. So I don't <laughs> There's know just why. Like, what no, kind no, of just, but I just <laughs> love learning. Yeah. Like I truly love learning about things that I want to learn about. Sure. But anyways, I remember going to English and I I think I had to pass this to be able to play in the next soccer game or I don't know, there was something. I was always on like very close to academic probation, like yeah. very close. And I like remember walking in to class and I was just like, okay, I'll sit you down right now for whatever her name was and I'll tell you exactly who King George is. Mm-hmm but I'm not writing this paper for you. And she's like, okay, well, that's not how it works. I said, take it or leave it. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm out. Like, this is not a negotiation class, yeah. but okay, let's hear what you got. Yeah. Because I, I remember like reading and I was like, yes, yeah, cool. King George, this, this, this. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't know like what paragraph to put what in. I just, I've never been like English and math have never been like my strong suit. Did you have strong suits? In school? Yeah. Besides soccer? Uh, cheating. History. Working the system? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Working no, that was good. Yeah. History? No. Not really. <laughs> Wait, just want to put a yeah. bow on that story. Did the teacher allow you to just no. give over? Oh, no. no. But <laughs> then I got my soccer coach involved and they needed me and it was... It's all corrupt, bro. The whole world's <laughs> fucking corrupt. You're just like allowed to do whatever you want. If you have someone in your corner or if you are in someone's corner, you yeah. can kind of just make it work. Yeah. But I probably had to end up writing it. Like I probably promised the teacher I'll get it to you like by next week so I could play in the game or something. Yeah. 
when you're good at something, people want you to do something. It's kind of yeah. like, leveraging power. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool, man. But so, yeah. all right. So you go to school for soccer. You're there. You, you, you don't graduate. You decide, I'm, I'm out. But then what was yeah. after that? So, well, kind of like what we were talking about, I left school and was like, fuck, I, I think I want to be in fashion. Mm -hmm. But I, I didn't know what type of fashion. I knew like I knew I knew like how to merchandise clothing correctly. Like I was always the one kind of dressing <clears throat> differently than others. And it always just came super easy to me. So I knew like I wanted to do something along those lines. Beckham was like my idol growing up because of soccer. But then he was the first person to marry football and fashion together. So that's kind of where I think like, my inspiration came from and he like the role model side of things and then my best friend's dad business partner Jackson who's my business partner in Elwood his dad owns a garment manufacturer and I was just like look I'm leaving school I need a job I want to be in fashion he was not in the fashion that I necessarily wanted to be in it was just like a stepping stone mm, like a foot in the door a little bit <laughs> yeah he you know he did Target JCPenney Kohl's Walmart, kind of everyone, Ross, DJ Max, all of them, but like plus size, junior dresses, like all of ladies' apparel, never touched men's apparel because, again, I think men's apparel within the past five or six years, we've fully seen this like a surgence, or I don't even know if that's a word, but yeah. like kind of, you know, like it's, it's it taking means more something. Yep. Yeah. You know? People care, or guys yeah. care. Like I look cool. at my dad and he wears Elwood now, which is sick. But That's he, that is yeah. awesome. Are you, gonna, are you guys gonna dress him? Put him on the on the ads and stuff. <laughs> That'd be know. sick. That'd be insane Bro, if he did a fucking ad. <laughs> I don't know what he'd that'd say. But yeah, I just knew what I wanted, but he wasn't in it because there was no money. Like in in men's clothing, like up until the past, like yeah, six years, seven years, it, it had never been in any of like the big, big, big big box retailers and all that jazz so he said okay cool i'll i'll hire you you can pack boxes down in compton where they shipped everything out of back then and i was like all right cool like at least i have a job and make a little bit of money I don't have to live at home mm -hmm. um and then started down there and kind of just slowly started selling like there's stuff called dead stock like, oh, yeah. like thread beasts yeah, and stuff yeah. you know so people would come in i would just start selling that and kind of got a knack for like selling and like understanding how to like deal with people and inter interpersonal communication and just really holding those relationships and then someone that owned Elwood before was like I want him to come work for me oh cool there. so then like that's how it kind of started were and you familiar with Elwood prior to that yeah yeah because I, I was familiar with them um but it was never like the product that was on there was never like, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to be doing. I always had this other vision of it, um, but it was just another stepping stone. And then off of Elwood was, I was making commission, right? Mm -hmm. So like when you, you want to sell as much product mm -hmm. as possible. I was a young kid. I don't know. I wanted to make as much money. And like by selling Elwood to like Atili's or Azumi's, Tilly's has 200 stores and Zoomies has 400. So you can get to a certain point, but you can't really sell anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've reached your ceiling. You've reached the ceiling. And it's like, I got there probably within the first six months, blessed that I had great, you know, buyers and everything and all that. And then I was like, hey, how the fuck do I make money? And how old are you about? Uh, twenty. I'm 30 now. So 24, 24, 24. Okay. 24. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, Walmart. Like, they're the biggest retailer in the world. 3,800 stores that carry clothing. I need to figure that out. The garment manufacturer that I worked for, they sold to Walmart, but on the ladies' side, never men's. And I kept asking, kept asking, can we do this? And, <laughs> you know, there was always the stuff if you have tattoos, you can't really go sell them or. That's so interesting to me that that, like, is that still the culture? No, no. not at all. Like, it it, it was, for back sure. Then, like, yeah. back in the day, you used to, when you, so, 
Walmart is in Bentonville, Arkansas. It's pretty buttoned yeah. up. Walmart's yeah, a pretty yeah, buttoned up. Buttoned a lot of, like, I go there like this. Uh-oh. But, like, a lot of, but that's what they love, and that's yeah. why it's authentic, and it nice. works for them, and that's what they want in their store. Now. But, like, yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But I remember the first time I went down there, this woman that I work with, Heather, she picked me up from the plane. You know Nick, you know Nick Fouquet? The hat guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was wearing a Nick Fouquet hat and, like, I don't know, probably a bomber jacket or something. And, like, I did not look like I should be in Bentonville, Arkansas. <laughs> and she straight up, she tells the story so funny today. She's like, Justin, when you got off that fucking plane, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? She has worked Walmart. She's been, she's from Rogers, um, Arkansas, so right outside of Bentonville. Mm-hmm. And, like, she has been Walmart South, yeah. day in and day out yeah. her whole life. And she's like, I cannot take you to this meeting looking like this. Mm-hmm. And then she called the boss of the company, and he was just like, just just let him do his thing. Just, like, just <laughs> let him do it. Just let him do it. So it, that, it was a funny story. But, yeah, like, still out of place. When yeah. I walk in there now, it's still people are buttoned up. And, like, Walmart is a lot more relaxed, and I'm so blessed to work with the people I do that work for Walmart and they're all like the raddest fucking people ever like the nicest people mm. most understanding and I'm so blessed to have a team like that that I work with there um but still like you know there's still like rules of what you can dress and like yeah. every other vendor that goes and sells them they're like 40 50 60 years old buttoned up yeah. kind of like all right and it's just like I don't know. It they're not 24-year-olds wearing a hat and a bomber jacket. Yeah. Probably just like a kind of a wrinkly tee and it's like, yo, what's up? Yeah, yeah. And then I get hot and I t- take out my tattoos and I'm just like, oh, what are they going like, to say? Like, oh my God. Like, yeah. No, but it's... Who's this heathen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up. Yeah. How long did it take you then to like solidify that deal with them? Yeah. A while. It, we were going down to Bentonville for probably two, two years. Oh, wow meeting with like a couple different buyers so there was no young men's apparel there was men's apparel it's called george on their floor but very like henley's and Mm t-shirts and denim for the everyday man in Mm -hmm. america you know like their nine dollar denim wall and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and they liked the idea but again walmart being the biggest retailer in the world if you pull out a brick you got to replace that brick with another brick and that's got to do better and that was their whole thing that's their business model it's all about the numbers for them um and we we understand that and it makes sense mm-hmm. they it, it's the stock market mm-hmm. it's the shareholders that's what they want to see right mm-hmm. and they don't really i i, sh- I shouldn't say they don't care because the team and like those that are working at Walmart actually care about innovation and stuff, but sometimes it comes down to the point of like, Is well, it are you numbers? hitting the numbers? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at yeah. the end of the day, it's about the numbers. That's what it comes down to, especially with a company that 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 large. So Makes we were going sense. back and forth for like two years, and they're like, we really like it. We just don't have a place for it on the floor. We really like it. We don't have a place for it on the floor. They finally were like, okay, let's do it. Um, we'll give you a test, and that's when I was like what the fuck does a test look like for yeah. them? Because I'm used to like, I don't know, Zoomies and Tillies. It's a thousand units to 5,000 units to 8,000 units at most kind of thing. And do you guys remember like the short sleeve hoodie? Like the Bill Belichick short oh, yeah. sleeve yeah, yeah, hoodie yeah. kind of like, and that was the first thing that we launched with under their men's brand. They didn't have a young men's thing. That was a year later where we started that with mm-hmm. them. Um, and then we got the order and it was like, it was like 450,000 pieces. Holy shit. Their test order. And Dang I'm just sitting there like, what? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Someone <laughs> added a couple zeros yeah. on there. I, I was it. like, what just happened? Is this yeah. real? Like, this is a test? And whatever. And we, were, we, we weren't asking questions. We were like, fuck, yeah. that's cool. Let's do it. And, and again, like, I believe so much in that product. I've always believed in Walmart because when I was in college, I would ask all my friends, if there was clothing in Walmart, would you guys buy it? Because they were there every night getting deodorant, getting beer, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, if there was like some clothing sitting in Walmart that was cool and affordable, I'd buy it. Again, coming from Malibu, I never never had really stepped foot into a Walmart. So Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand 
how great Walmart is, and it's like pretty unbelievable. Well, that, that's how it is in small towns. My hometown, towns, yeah. we only have Walmart. So if it, there exactly. was a yeah. full close, you I would have bought it. Yeah, game changer. I was 100. I was 100. <laughs> and yeah. the same thing. Yeah. All they had was Walmart. Yeah. Walmart and Kroger's. Yeah, yeah, Kroger's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Fuck, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Going back there now, I'm like, I don't know how I live there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, you've lived here too. Yeah. It's so much different. Even when I go to Bentonville. And those Walmarts are like obviously the best of the best because they're in their backyard. So it's oh, like yeah. they're like you could eat off the floor. It's so clean in there, you know. Um, I'll, I'll trust you on that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't try. <laughs> I've heard it once. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so got that first order, and again, I just believed in it so much, especially that hoodie. We had so much selling on it. We knew that if that is sitting on the floor pad, do they sell it as the Belichick hoodie? No, they sold it as a short sleeve hoodie. But we had like a couple solids, a couple tie dyes, and it was like, okay, this is kind of a no brainer. And it performed really well. So the next season, they came back for that. And maybe the, am I wearing it? Like the oversized t shirt, mm-hmm. like, you know, the one that's kind of everywhere, that oversized kind of thing. And that started working. And then it slowly transitioned into a brand called No Boundaries and that's their like young men's apparel. Oh, that's really oh, that's cool. cool. So yeah, that's kind of like and and now the business is a lot bigger and we do like a lot of it for them. We, wow. So yeah. how is it balancing that with what you're doing with Elwood? Well, I guess maybe let's back up. So yeah. where did Elwood fit into all this? Because that's with your garment making company you were, were at. Yeah, so my business partner Jackson and I, we were, so the garment manufacturer had owned Elwood previously and I was about to leave and say, I'm going to go start Justin Saul or whatever I'm going to do. I just knew I had what it takes to start kind of my own brand and especially put my vision on it and just let it go and see what happens. Um, and then Jackson, my business partner, was working at Mad Happy at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, okay, I'm going to leave Jack and go do this. Like... I don't know if you want to help, if you want to be involved. And he was like, yeah, maybe, you know, like I'm here over. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then I went and told the garment manufacturer, like, hey, I still want to do Walmart with you guys. Like, I still love it. I love being able to do that here. But I can't any longer work, essentially, for Elwood or, like, help grow that brand because we just didn't see eye to eye on the way, Mm -hmm. I believe, we could grow it. Mm-hmm. And especially. at the time, what was your position? It, it, it was all over the place. Sales and then like okay. creative director and just like kind of like always kind of going back and forth. The, the, the issue with the garment manufacturer was they are so good at creating product. They struggle with marketing their own brands, right? Mm-hmm. Because with Walmart and Target and JCPenney's and Kohl's, they don't, they, they don't need it. Yeah. They just need to make great product for a good price. Boom, yeah. out the door. Let's move on to the next style. Mm-hmm. So me being a little younger than them and like understanding the you marketing know, more side. marketing side, I was like, this just isn't working and we got to spend money and not necessarily just on ads, but like spend money on the marketing side and a brand and building that and content. Mm-hmm. And there was always pushback there not in like a negative way. It was just like, they just didn't understand it of truly what it meant. Um, so the wheel isn't broken. Don't fix it. Exactly. And they're fucking so successful with what they do. So it's like now when I'm stepped back, cause we would kind of get into it and I would have some resentment of like, just like, let me like, let you know, and, um, now looking back on it, it's like, why would they change mm-hmm. that? You know, they, they've killed it for so long. And also, not that they thought this, but I'm just a young kid saying, mm-hmm. like, let's do this, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't know. Where you, like, who are you to tell us what to yeah. do if we're so successful? Yeah, exactly, over. exactly. But I've, I've learned from that because, like, a lot of my team for Elwood are younger yeah. and, like, I listen to them so much and you allow them. You have to take advice from the the ones that are coming up because sure. they know what's they know what's going on. Yeah, and they're yeah yeah that they, they don't have the one lens that you have of like growing this. You know, mm-hmm. they have lenses from like everything else that they're doing in their lives and wanting to bring it back into what they love to do mm-hmm. and be here. Where like sometimes as the owner, it's like all right, we're, we're just gonna grow or whatever it may be and. You know, you sometimes 
yeah, it's an ego play. Like, and I'm the biggest one to say I used to have a huge ego, but I've like fully allowed that. I mean, not fully this time. But that's been a huge thing of like allowing my ego to like, just like drop and then just allow myself to operate. But I think like that, that that's a sign of a good leader though, is that mm-hmm. you're able to accept, you know, some of these younger ideas and they're coming to you. But at the same time, you have to be able to put your foot down and yeah. you're mm-hmm. like, no, this is the direction we have to take it. Yeah. For right? sure. For so sure. that's a good leader. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's the model that that's always in my mind of doing what needs to be done. But then also like, creating this atmosphere at the office where like everyone's empowered and understood Mm -hmm. and heard and yeah, allowed to like make changes on their own and do certain things. Mm -hmm. But then at a certain time, I always go back to like Steve Jobs. I'm not Steve Jobs, but like, (laughs) you kind of remind me of it. When you walked in, I was like, there's one person that I think of when I look at you. Steve Steve Jobs. Jobs. Yeah. 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 Fucking kid from Malibu. Exactly. He's great at math too. So it's like, perfect. That makes sense. Um, Just need a black turtleneck and you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one outfit every day? I honestly have worn these pants for two weeks because I have, uh, I have, uh, you're on to something. Yeah. Yeah. No, me and my photographer, Jessica, we have a game to who can get these pants the dirtiest because you know they're like workwear pants, so like you want them kind of dirty. Oh yeah, and yeah. And that's stuff. cool. So that's cool. It's kind of like, oh. Is so that why we saw jobs. you doing somersaults? Exactly, <laughs> backflips. Yeah, yeah. you're just like yeah. rolling in the yeah. grass. Yeah. <laughs> that's cheating. Jessica is cheating. Yeah, <laughs> no, but she she goes and paints every day. Oh, so oh, yeah. That's yeah. ceramic. That was probably sick. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, they probably do. No. Yeah, um, we'll go painting after this. Yeah, yeah we'll help you. Out. Me mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me mine. We're just painting, Justin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be insane. Um, but yeah, Steve Jobs. That's me. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I'm full circle. I'm Steve Jobs. No, he he had this quote, or not this quote. Just the amount of people that told him what to do. Right, like some of the smartest people in the world were like, no, don't do this, do that. No, don't do this, do that. And he, a little too gnarly of the ego and narcissism, which has worked for him, and mm-hmm. he built this, probably the coolest brand ever, yeah. I, I believe. Um, but he was like, no, I, I, I believe in myself. And I think that's the big thing of yeah. like, letting it all come in, filter out what you believe, but mm-hmm. then like, you gotta just do it on your own stick with your yeah. and you have to stick with yeah. it. And if you fail, you fail, but at least you fail, um, with like going after what, what you, you believe, yeah. you know, yeah. where yeah. does that self growth come in? Like, does it take in time? Have you always been like that? Yeah. It's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you like, laugh at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, probably started when I didn't make it in, in soccer. I had to like, look at, look at myself in the mirror and be like, okay, bro, why? You know, like you're talented, but why aren't you getting the call-ups from the galaxy or whatever? Like there's, there's reasons why. And obviously I think my ego didn't allow my performance to be the level that I knew I probably could be at. So I, I think like after that, not being able to play pro and like had a couple tryouts and look, if I would have kept going, maybe I would have played somewhere. But then again, I was also like really wanting to be successful. Mm -hmm. And like when I was coming out of college, soccer in America was nothing what it was today too. So it was like, yeah, if I would have played in the lower level league, I would have been making no money. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, not that it's all about money, but it was also like, I know the lifestyle that I want to live. Yeah. And I also didn't want to live off of my parents anymore. And mm-hmm. like, that's kind of a thing from Malibu sometimes. Like some, you know, people get comfortable with some of their parents stuff. And like, it's, yeah. you know, I just never wanted to be like yeah. that. I, I got freedom tattooed on my neck for a reason. It was just because like, I just want to be free in like all aspects of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the question. Yeah, I... I, I, after soccer, kind of was like, okay, what's going on? Like, start working on yourself a little. And then it kind of kept going and going. And I started seeing like some more success as I started 
being more honest with myself for sure of like, okay, you're not the playboy at the club buying all the bottles and being the athlete. <laughs> yeah. But again, like that was Your what idea of success, I saw. Yeah. That, that's what I saw. I grew up in Damn Malibu. Damn MTV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, straight up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Shaping those young minds. It's so true. Shame on you. Hollywood, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking One Oak, you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because I would always find myself at the tables, you yeah. know? And like, with the girls and with the athletes and I was like oh I'm kind of like living it but like no. I'm not it yeah. and like that also felt empty because like I wanted to be it mm. like that was the goal not necessarily just to buy the bottles but like to be to, able to, to, to buy. be able yeah. to yeah. and like to to stand on my own two feet and then I was like, okay, well, Justin, you're not David Beckham, and you're not a pro soccer player. You're Steve Jobs, though. Yeah, it, but I'm Steve now Jobs. Yeah. So, Some would uh, argue that might yeah, be better. Yeah, but, yeah straight okay. up. Yeah. Dealer's choice. Yep. Yeah, it's probably better. Uh, actually, no. I don't know. Beckham would be sick. To Beckham, be would. Beckham would be dope. So, so growing up, <laughs> little like, Justin. Ring, really so yeah. growing up, little Justin wanted to be David Beckham. Damn. Now little adult Justin, Justin is Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Got it. That makes oh. so much sense mm. now. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Sense. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, he was, he was it, right? Yeah. The, the good footballer, the cool fashion, the sick married style, married to Posh Spice. Yeah. Like, again, like a young kid can dream, right? Yeah. But my dream kept kind of going into mm -hmm. like an unrealistic area. And I was like, okay, bro, like chill the fuck <laughs> out. Like you're not this. And it, it was hard conversations through ex-girlfriends, my mom and sister looking at me like, dude, like stop kind of thing. Looking but, in the mirror and like figuring that out is tough. It's like tough journey. It's so, so hard. And once you start doing it and you start seeing almost just like more success, not just like financially or in like, like personally, like, mm -hmm. like little wins on your own and like your mental health and stuff, you start kind of being like, okay, like maybe if I'm more truthful with like truly where I am in, in my life at the moment, um, whatever, it, it works out in your favor mm -hmm. and it keeps going. Um, so that was kind of like all the start of it, but Last year, like, st obviously we all struggle with it and we'll probably all struggle with it until mm -hmm. the day we leave this earth. But I think, like, last year when I saw Elwood was getting to a point where, like, I always knew where it could be, mm. I was like, fuck, like, my mental health and self-awareness and all this stuff, like, it needs work. Like, I, I can't struggle from like this immense of anxiety on a daily basis yeah. and go run a team of 13 people that rely on me mm -hmm. that look up to me so i checked myself into rehab or treatment um a year about a year ago mm. and like i think that was like a huge thing of like okay let's figure out what's going on so then you can go be this leader in person that you want to be. Because I just knew I'm so self-aware and like it's almost it's it's almost like a negative sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But it's like I knew where Elwood was going to be. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't Figure help, yourself yeah, help out. myself out, I would be sitting on the yeah. sofa at home not being able to go into work. And that can't happen when you're the leader and yeah. trying to grow something. And I didn't want it to get in the way of what I believed I could do and can do. Yeah. So. So what, what, yeah. what did that look like to you for having to have that like self-realization, like to make the step to go mm. to rehab? Mm. Like what? Scary. Yeah. But yeah that's yeah. gotta be terrifying yeah, to like was, one thing like, it and then actually go do it. Yeah. Did your team know? Yeah. So oh. I, I'm an open book. Like yeah. that's the one thing, even when I hire people, I, I kind of, I don't tell them that in the treatment. So just so you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm Justin. If, yeah, if I'm fucking freaking out in the back, it's okay. Um, this is awesome. It's just, it's just me. It's just me being yeah. me. It's one of those yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just give me a go-gurt and I'll be better. Yeah, yeah seriously. I just picture him in this white room. Just yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just oh this is Justin. It's, yeah. it's his lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he does every day. Yeah, yeah, it's right. fine. Yeah, about once a month. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't put anything sharp in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. It's true. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's 
That's a good idea for a company. Just put like a painting. Yeah. Like a painting well, they have those. Yeah. They have like the break rooms yeah. where you go and you rent it and you just smash everything in there. Mm. It's going to be our next team event. Yeah. The yeah. break rooms. I smash need that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We go out. No. no. <laughs> we <just> uh, tangent. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> but yeah, having that self-realization, checking the rehab, like yeah. tell people you're an open book. Yeah, open book from the get-go with with my employees. So, yeah, they all kind of knew. But, again, I did it at a time, like I said, where, like, I knew where Elwood was going to be this year. Mm -hmm. And I knew how many people we probably needed to get to this point. But at that point, we probably only had three people or four people. So it was, like, it it was the time. It was almost like my body and my mind telling me, like, you got to go kind of thing. It got really dark mm. for 10 days, like super dark. So that was almost like, okay, you, you got to go mm. and, and, and nip this in the butt and mm. figure it out or else like God knows where you'll be. And, you know, you start getting just scary thoughts, intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. and all this jazz. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you're just like, holy shit. Like, you know, I had suicidal thoughts, but then it was like, I don't want to kill myself, but like, why is my mind yeah, telling me why are this? You, you know, there? like, why am I going there? And that, I think that was the scariest the part about yeah. it where it was like, all right, you got to go in and figure this out. I mean, I would argue that you're, you know, while you're going through this, you're fairly successful. Mm. So things are going right in your life, yeah. but you're still having yeah. these going through this. 100%. You know, this year, maybe I'm the most successful I've ever been, but last year was the most successful I had mm-hmm. ever been then, you know, in, in multiple facets of mm-hmm. life, not again, just financially, but, you know, with, with like my girlfriend and just life and my family, like things were going good and the success was coming. Um, but yeah, no, you, I think that's the biggest misconception of of this money thing and again like you can have it but that doesn't mean yeah like okay yeah and like i knew that i've seen growing up in malibu i've seen a lot of people that are way way more successful than i will ever be Mm -hmm. and like they are still in the gutters all the time you know what i mean but I think it's one of those things you have to experience on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone can tell you all these certain things of like, yeah, if I make that million dollars, like I'm going to be chill. And it's mm-hmm. like, there are just okay. more problems. It's like chasing that yeah. dragon, right? Yeah. yeah. White rabbit just For going sure. down the hole. It's For like, sure. You're never going to catch and it. And the money's great. Like, like it's, it, it allows you to do certain things that you want. And when your mental health is good, it's great. But then when your mental health like starts kind of, deteriorating or getting bad then you start like thinking about the money even more in like a negative way mm-hmm. it's like a distraction it, almost. yeah and again it's just you got to experience it i think but mm-hmm. would you I, say like your idea now that of what because we've talked a lot about success mm-hmm. you know do you think your idea of what success has really changed like from where you were growing up and then after you know your stint in rehab yeah and now going into the future of elwood yeah for sure i yeah. I, I think success to me is is like freedom mm-hmm. in, in all facets of life. I, I cannot stress that enough. It's, it's the freedom side of stuff. Like if I'm free and able to operate freely, like I'm so good when I start getting tied down by certain things in life or people's relationships or business or whatever, that's when I start seeing my like mental health mm-hmm. kind of spiraling a little. Sure. Um, is there anything you do since like treatment now yes. to maintain the mental health? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, meditate a lot. I had never meditated in my life before I went to treatment. And I remember Jen, my therapist, was just like, meditate. It was probably Meditating the third day. Really helped me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every Monday morning since I've gotten back from treatment, my whole team meditates with, oh, that's awesome. with us on Monday mornings. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, For how long? We do like a five to ten minute okay. meditation, then you we have our Monday morning meeting. I might be able to. I don't know. That still might be pushing it. <laughs> no, Man, that's... I, I have a hard time sitting still. Bro. Dude, I deal with anxiety. I deal with all that shit yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk to you after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Bro, four days in the treatment, I hadn't slept in probably fucking five days with just crazy panic attacks and anxiety and these intrusive thoughts and you almost get to a point where like 
sleep isn't even an option. You know, you're not even tired at that point. You're just so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, like God. when I got in there, they were like, you sure you're not doing drugs? And I've, I've never really done drugs. That's oh, never yeah. been like my thing. And I was like, no, so your rehab was purely mental health. Mm-hmm, rehab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, I smoke weed sometimes, but I haven't smoked yeah. weed even before treatment. I haven't smoked weed in a year and a half. I haven't drank Has this always been something that you've been dealing with? Or did you, I mean, you obviously always. saw it progressing, getting yeah. worse, but can you, looking back, like draw lines and be like, oh, yeah. I saw it getting worse here and then here and then it snowballed? Yeah, I was meeting with my therapist yesterday and four years old, I remember... Not necessarily like me having anxiety, but I remember I was in Malibu, picked up from preschool, and there was the 96 fire out there. And if you know Malibu, we get nailed with gnarly fires. Yep. And I just remember my mom picking me up in this panic. And I so remember that day as a four-year-old child of like, holy shit, like she, she thought we were going to die. Like it was that crazy panic. So that was kind of the first time I saw someone suffer from like anxiety and panic. Mm, interesting. And that, did you and kind of internalize that then? Yeah. In some way, I guess. Yeah, I probably did. And you know, I don't go back to that, but yeah, I've all, I've always struggled. Yeah. I've always struggled with it. It's what I've been programmed. You know, yeah. it's what I've seen my whole life. I was going to so say, I so think, it's like you witnessing something like a very stressful event. Like, how do you handle that stress? Panic. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that's sure. how Panic, you're primed. That's why they say your formative years are the first seven years of your life. And they'll, that, you're basically who you are for the first seven years, yeah. like for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Unless if you, unless you consciously change and, it. And the beautiful thing about the brain and your nervous system, you can rewire it. Mm-hmm. It just takes time and dedication. It's a lot easier to rewire it when you're not going to work every single day, when you're a young child and like have nothing else to do. But essentially, like, you could work on yourself a little more. It's, it's tough when life, you know, I think the instant gratification thing is so big with our, like, generation totally. and, and all of it of if you don't have the gratification from that second, because if you're working on yourself, like, you pro- you might not feel something for five months, you mm-hmm. know, but then on that whatever hundredth and twentieth day or whatever you're like oh i kind of feel you kind of just wake up and realize for sure you start like seeing some stuff Mm -hmm. and you're like oh okay like maybe this is what it feels like to be a little less anxiety induced and all that jazz but i think that's the big thing about mental health is you don't really see the results mm-hmm. on the outside and mm-hmm. our generation is so instant gratification and like what's on the outside right that's kind of how we judge people and uh, i mean look at what we do for a living sometimes like especially my business like it's all face forward like yep. buy my clothing like exterior like boom 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 where it's like sometimes i just wish like i could help more like interior just because I know so many people. That's what I was going to ask. Do you guys feel like you'll ever merge the two? Is there a way to merge? I don't know if Elwood will be. I think like you have to be like careful too, right? Mm -hmm. Of like growing like a, a business and then like being able, like I personally will help hopefully through podcasts and like, you know, um, other things along those lines, being able to, just talk to people or teach my and I just love talking about my experience because I think a lot of people may look at me sometimes of like oh like he's this successful kind of dude kind of cool tattoos yeah. you know from Malibu's chill like, that's what I thought when you walked yeah damn look at this guy <laughs> but but I think like so many people struggle yeah, you know man. like so it many. really does help for anyone watching to see someone like you or you or whoever that you, we all go through the same stuff. Yeah. And to hear that well, is really important. I yeah. think it also is like anxiety. That word has really become such a overused word, in my opinion, mm. where it almost becomes okay to have anxiety. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you have anxiety. I have anxiety. Yeah. I have ADD. You have yeah. ADD. Like it's, it's set along those same lines. Yeah. So people aren't looking for help because it's like everybody deals yeah. with it. But then what we've seen is like, if it's not looked at, if you're not looking to help yourself get over it or get through it or 
feel how to cope with it, yeah. mm-hmm. it's going to lead you down a path that you don't want to be on. Yeah. 100%. You know, I think I was told anxiety from a, from a very, very young age. It was like, oh, yeah, we have anxiety too. Like, you're chill. Exactly. You know, like, where it's like, no, it's not chill. Like, yeah, you can you can have anxiety, but there's ways to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, if that's through meditation, if that's through spiritual, if that's through medication, like Mm -hmm. there are ways to deal with it. Um, But to your point, yeah, it's kind of like this. Yeah. I've got anxiety too. Like rad. (laughs) It is. It's like, it's like my life is also tough, bro. Like that's kind of, I feel like that's like back and forth. We've talked about glorifying the struggle. And I'm, I, I preach right now, but I'm, the worst culprit at it mm. like i live with anxiety on a daily basis yeah and i used to wear it with a badge of honor yeah and like because i'm so much in this like hustle mentality this is why i have anxiety yeah i'm realizing slowly very slowly <laughs> that that is not the correct way to operate yeah. Yeah. i know my wife is watching this right now you mm. better hold the to yeah that yeah. <laughs> yeah but i'm That's trying true. i'm trying to get better at it yeah you know? and i think the point is is like if you are dealing with these things, go to an expert, 100%. not your friends, not yeah. anybody else. Like, go to somebody that has. Like, yeah. Have you have you watched? I, I, don't, I just thought about this. Have you watched the new Jonah Hill documentary on Netflix? I want to see that. Yeah, yeah I haven't watched it yet. I, I watched some of it. I haven't finished it, but there is one part that I thought was actually pretty interesting. Uh, Jonah Hill is talking to his therapist, and he's like, um, "It's so strange that." You know, when you go to a therapist, most of them just listen, but mm-hmm. you're paying them to just listen to you. But you're going to your friends who have no college degree, no type of any education on it, and they're the ones giving you advice. There's something wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like don't they're not don't listening. just go to your friends and like that's the, all you're you're going for because either they're going to be bad advice or what yeah. you want to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to actually yeah. look for help outside your immediate circle. I think it's for sure. And, and someone with an unbiased opinion, yeah. I think has always been good. And for anyone that's watching too, that like, I, I think therapy was stigmatized of like, you have a problem. And I even thought of that, you know, up until kind of recently, but like, you can also go to therapy and just like, talk about what the fuck is like going unbelievable in your life yeah like you know? the wins yeah all the wins like oh, we we talk about the wins just as much as we talk about the losses and in the anxiety stuff and then we also talk about how excited i was that this drop went well and all that jazz so i think like it's really a individual with an unbiased opinion i do think it's tough i've probably had 10 therapists in my life you and like try them out right? yes it's Find like dating fits, yeah. it's it's like you gotta see who vibes with you who's gonna give you like what you want you know i'm lucky enough with all the money that i spent at treatment i was able to, to find your person my person jen, you, jen. and Shout she's jen. like you're really remembering these yeah. names uh-huh. yeah well, i didn't Evan's gonna this. go after this. <laughs> yeah. i'm like give me your number yeah. it, there she is uh, yeah. I she's an angel <laughs> yeah she's she's so good yeah. bro like you know when people say like they're a healer you know mm-hmm. you, you, you living in la everyone's a fucking healer <laughs> you know like oh i can help you with this if you listen to this or whatever and i and no shame or to shade to any of those people. Yeah. Like, they probably do heal certain people. Yeah, sure. But I feel like for your healer, you have to find that person. Mm-hmm. And, like, with her, like, instantly it was like, whoa. And, again, I was, like, in a lot more of a vulnerable place than I probably had ever been in my whole life mm-hmm. when I was at treatment. Mm-hmm. But she... You, you can tell her, you can rant, you can talk for 20 minutes, and then she looks at you in the eyes and goes, okay, cool. And then she goes into, she has written it all down, and she goes into breaking every little piece down, and it's like, oh, you, you, you get me. You know, you get it. Like, there's a lot of people that I've had therapists where it's like, okay, well, like, have you tried this? And it's like, okay, like, yeah, yeah. kind of. Sometimes, you know, like. Have you tried uh, breathing? Really? Yeah, yeah. No, straight up, straight up. So it's like, Don't it's a little bit of phone. everything. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's so true. Yeah. I think that's my yeah. biggest issue because, you know, I've, I've tried therapy twice in my yeah. life. Yeah. And each one, 
immediately I have my my guard up yeah. because I'm looking for an answer. Yeah. And I'm looking for that immediate yeah. answer. And that's on me. Yeah. And I'm like, I have the therapist at such a high standard. Yeah. And I, I went in there and I went in there once and I was like, here's, here's my issues. And the guy was just like, hmm. Very interesting. I was like, I'm out. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, yeah, sure. I feel like I don't need to pay somebody to listen to me, yeah. but I think that's a bad stigma of what therapy and what you're saying is finding your person. Yeah, you yeah. have to find the person. The same thing with a date. How many time. times have you been on a date where you're like, I don't know. Well, he hasn't been on well, a date in a while. Been okay. I've been on. Okay. I go on plenty of dates. Well, with your wife. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. They're just, just different. I'm not on the app. Here's a good idea. Yeah. Therapist, Tinder. There, there is that. They probably, there is. probably is. They have that. At least I knew it was a good idea. They had it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to, yeah. so you were working at Elwood. How did the jump to buying the brand happen? Yeah, so we kind of got sidetracked, but <laughs> I was about to leave uh, the garment manufacturer to start my own thing, and they're like, well, why don't you just buy Elwood? They were at a point with Elwood where, again, there wasn't the right team in place to really allow Elwood to flourish under this this garment manufacturer because they were so focused on everything mm-hmm. else that they did, which made sense. So then that's when I was like, Jackson, do you want to buy Elwood with me? And this was like, in what year? This was March of COVID, so oh. 2020. 2020, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Or April, maybe. Were, or were they on sale? Yeah, right. Like, were they trying to sell? That was or? Every, yeah. No. No? Not just, really. Just it was just kind of like strong arm. We were gonna keep blinders. <laughs> like either sell it or we're, we're burning well, it. Down. It was just like I, I'm <laughs> gonna. You did the, the the college professor trick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, this is what I'm. This is what I'm gonna do for you. That's yeah. not how this works. Yeah, I'm just doing it this way though. Yeah, you either take it or leave it. Yeah, straight up. No, no. It, Dude, that's where the training comes. I like from. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how. I'm gonna try that, yeah. babe. We're going to eat here. Yeah. I don't care what you got to say. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you lose a lot. Yeah. You sometimes win. You sometimes and when you win, you win. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, that's kind of how. How did the process that, all come about? In, in what, what do you in, mean? In, in like regards to like purchasing. You're working there, but then you're like, now I want to. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like a slow kind of thing with lawyers and getting this written up and like when was the right time to buy it? Because, and then. Yeah, we, we literally bought it in the height of COVID. And my business partner, Jackson, was like, yeah, should we do it still? Like this, that, and the other. And I was just like so to the point of like I just – the vision didn't – it didn't matter. It was going to work. It was just like we just – we got to just go. We got to start it. It's mm-hmm. it's too long. I'm – how old was I? 27 or something? or Yeah, 27. Like this – it's the time kind yeah. of thing. So – it's good, Jackson and I. Like, I'm very like bullish, and he kind of like more reserved brings me back a little. It's like okay, it's a good balance. can we do it? It's a very good balance, and like that's why it works, I think. But yeah, so that's kind of how it started uh, the process, and then we finally got it. And then did you what, go what? through like a rebranding process? Yeah, yeah, we took. So when I bought it, I was like, Elwood was going through its own kind of thing. It was on sale a lot of the time, and I didn't believe in the product. And I was like, look, if we do this, we have to take everything off the website, essentially go down to like nothing in sales or whatever we would go to. If we dropped something, we would have some sort of customer base from back in the day of Elwood. So like that helped us a little as like a stepping tool. And that's why we bought it, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't for anything else besides a little bit of a social media following and a little bit of an email list, you know? Like other than that, there was no other reason to really buy it. But I was kind of like, I I met with Jake. Yeah, Jake Hassan. Yeah, and I was like, I remember we were at Air One and I was like, look. So Malibu of you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, should I buy Elwood or start my own thing and he just had really wise words of look if you believe in the vision just put it onto Elwood you already have a little stepping stool it takes a lot of time to just like even get a brand off the ground and running and all that jazz and I was like okay cool so yeah we rebanded took everything off the website relaunched with this like tie-dye sweatsuit and then ever since then it kind of just kept going you know i don't want to bring it full circle too much yeah. but you also know who did that 
when Steve Jobs took back over to Apple, oh. he got he took out of all the other products Steven, yeah. and he went through one and then he built yeah, from there again. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I, you might be Bro. more like Steve Jobs than you think. <laughs> so when you took over Elwood, was it like an Elon situation? You had to shut down the company for a weekend? Did you fire everybody? <laughs> so, yeah, no one really came with us besides our photographer from the old kind of regime. It was me, Jackson, and Jessica. And then that was, that was, that was it. And wow. then it was just How like, many were on the team before then? And then how many team? Oh, three on the team afterwards. Yeah, there was probably at the other... N- the, the issue was at the other company where Elwood was before, there was probably eight to ten people on the team, but they were never focused just on Elwood. There was other things. There was all these other things that they were focused on. Um, it was so kind of like the afterthought. It was, it was always. It was the stepchild, you know what I mean? Like It was kind of just like... Yeah, sure, we'll get to it maybe. And if we don't, we don't because business is great everywhere else, yeah. which again, fully understand. understand. Yeah. Um, so probably like eight to 10 and then kind of went to three. But that three people that are one. passionate full time. Like passionate full time, that's what we're doing kind of thing. And then we just started off with like little drops here and there and then just started working and growing. And our our organic growth has been tremendous you know i talked to a lot of people that have been sold their companies that are very successful and but they've kind of grown the business through ads and stuff Mm -hmm. you know they were some of the first ones to do that and they're very open about that and they've paid the play and it's worked and great but like then they look at our numbers they're like wow this is this is crazy from like an organic side Mm -hmm. and we truly feel that we we feel like we have this organic side we are also paying for ads obviously but Mm -hmm. not even as close to what we can probably afford to pay either because we want to grow this brand organically and then get to a point where we know this is the volume we can do that's very healthy and margin everything and then we can supplement ads Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. kind of bring it instead Mm -hmm. of like doing one or the other i believe in this like hybrid model for so much what do you feel like is the biggest contributor to that growth consistency regards uh, to like want like uh, drops c- content content i would say well it, it's it's consistency of this of this model of creating product and you create content and then you sell the product and mm-hmm. then you create product content sell the product and like it sounds so cliche but that's, that's truly true. this yeah. like true, yeah. cycle that we're going after there's a lot of brands that create a collection create content, sell it, but then that's it for the two or three months, you know, because that's their big collection, which is really rad and they do it cool. Um, but that that's not how I design and that's not like how my mind works. My mind is always going towards like, other next, new things. Yeah. So it's kind of like, and I, I enjoy the content process and stuff. So it's like, okay, let's just create a bunch of product but not drop it all at once and just be able to do like little capsules do little capsules and 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 content because that's the big thing everyone's on their phones Mm -hmm. every single day wanting to see something new yeah so Mm -hmm. can we what you're doing is telling a story with each piece then yeah makes people connect yeah connect and storytell for sure and and i've always wanted to steer away and again i think like the walmart business has helped me like learn this of like from the get-go, I wanted Elwood to be like a business, not this cool fashion brand that like drops products sometimes mm-hmm. and like has horrible shipping and like all this jazz, which we hear like a lot in LA and there's yeah. so many cool creatives in LA and that's part of their business model yeah. is this kind of like, I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> we're going to make really sick shit and people are going to buy it and it works, right? Yeah. But I knew that's not like, what I was interested in and I wanted to build a business that is like operating on a very high level from like content and marketing sales design all the way to like shipping and customer service like I wanted all of it to kind of come together and that's always been a push for me with all of our employees of just like no one's job is more important than the other we're really all a team and I think that's kind of like worked for us. Yeah. 
What is the um, the biggest challenge now? Because your team is much bigger mm. with like managing that many people and yeah, personalities. I think <laughs> right. That's that's kind of you're quick with that answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It almost comes, uh, and not not to toot my own horn, but I I believe that's a very beautiful trait I've been blessed with is to be able to deal with like other yeah. personalities and be very self-aware of kind of myself and understand like what others are going through. Um, Cause I have that like soft spot in my heart for everything. Cause I've been through like a bunch and mm-hmm. stuff. So it's like, I, I feel that would be the toughest part, but it's also the part that I love. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, even though it's tough and making sure everyone is kind of like on the same page, um, I kind of like doing it. I think company culture is is the biggest thing. That's the, that's the probably the number one thing that'll make your business go down overnight. So I, that's probably my biggest focus is company culture. Whenever I hire someone and the team knows this, it's, or if they're hiring someone to be under them, it's like, I don't care really the experience necessarily for this person. If they can't vibe here, and we all don't agree with that, then there's probably not a place for them here. And again, like I'm so blessed I can do that because we still only have 13 people, right? When we get to 50 people, it's going to be tough, but (laughs) we'll we'll cross that. (laughs) Enjoy enjoy the moment. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Enjoy your wins right now. (laughs) Exactly. And as long as as you can create this great foundation of people, that are working alongside you that you trust and have that same kind of vision and work ethic and just understanding that company culture is so important, then you got to believe in them to hire the right people and show their teams what to do. Yeah. Because I'm not a micromanager. I fucking, (laughs) I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of hiring, what was your, because so is your, it was you three, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What was your first hire? Like what position, what role? I think Lauren, she is up in Seattle. She works kind of freelance for us on a production standpoint. Um, but she's going to come on a little more full-time coming into 2023. Um, but she was probably the first hire. But then full-time hire was, I believe, Daniel, who does our TikToks, if you've seen our TikToks and stuff. Yeah. Um, probably Daniel. He does a good job. You guys, I mean, you guys are... He does a really good job. It, yeah. And he fucking... A lot of almost all the hires that I've hired have like reached out to me. Mm -hmm. Like it's never been this like, all right, here's a job description and like come in and work. Um, Our PR gal, Julia, I was in rehab and she DM me saying, Hey, I I just want to work for your brand. And then I was like, all right, let's FaceTime. And I FaceTimed her and I told her I was in rehab. There you go. Yeah, me being open, I was like, Look. Hey, Jen, take a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jen, I'm talking to Jules. Yeah. I think Do she can help us. Yeah. Um, so That's I told great. her, and uh, but she's she's unbelievable. She's yeah. so good. She's 22 years old now and, like, never did what she does in the PR front, but, like... Just hustlers. Yeah, when someone has it, you know they mm-hmm. have it, you mm-hmm. know? And those are the people that you need to like hold on to and 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 really listen to and and respect and empower them because they're going to take the business and brand and their facet of the business to places that I could I could never take oh, it yeah. you know yeah but yeah. i would say shout out to daniel because i saw a tiktok from Elwood, yeah. and I literally purchased like damn god. Really? <laughs> yeah. What was the TikTok? Hey everybody, I hope you're having a great Black Friday week so far. I'm your trendsetter, Daniel David. I don't know. I, I don't know what the <laughs> TikTok like, was, but I like I want that. No, it's like because I saw it so consistently. I'm like, oh, this is dope. Like, let me just. I yeah. literally clicked the link, bought yeah. like pieces, and Set. I was like, all right, cool. So it works. He's yeah. He's okay. definitely yeah. The the job. content thing clearly it works. You thing. know. I mean, all right, so what's next for Elwood, man? Besides doing a collaboration with Decent Humans, but yeah. <laughs> what's next for uh, Elwood? Just, just keep consistent in 2023 and Stay just kind of yep. keep going. And I, I just enjoy the process. Like, I oh, yeah. love 
I love the process of like trying to get to a certain point because then you get to that point and you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> but like if you could enjoy that process ride, of getting yeah. there, it's like sweet, the ups and downs, sure. you know, I think that's huge. So just keep doing it. Probably have a couple more hires coming on, coming into 2023 as we want to kind of push the envelope in certain places. I think like the vision is there. It's just in a company like this, in a business like you need manpower yeah or women power you know you you need (laughs) like you need them (laughs) you can't do it all on your own it's not like the SaaS model or anything like that so it's finding those people to kind of execute the vision and allow them to like kind of grow with it and majority like um part of the vision the creativity is that all coming from you for the most part are you spearheading that but yeah I, i think it all comes from me and then again kind of like what you were saying like it comes from me then everyone has their input mm-hmm. and then ultimately it's either like, like there's a lot of times I'm like actually yeah let's do that go run with it or it's like no we're not doing that you know <laughs> yeah, sure. so shame bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, but yes it, a lot of it comes from me but again we're just so collaborative yeah, I, but- I cannot talk enough about this team that we've built like i've never been in an environment where and i've been into a lot of businesses and all this stuff and like i'm a little biased obviously but like the environment literally i have random people come in and be like it feels like this is a family in here and like that's truly what we want when someone walks in some Mm -hmm. random person you know what i mean it's just the vibes of the office and the way we communicate with one another but yeah, creative comes from me, but it really comes, I would say, the whole team. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So would you say for, like, anyone starting their own brand, um, like, one key piece of advice? Yeah. Just if you just believe in the vision. Yeah. I'd believe in the vision and then see if you can get people to buy into it. And not necessarily to the vision. Can they buy into, like, you? Mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing. Are, are you someone that they can see themselves helping grow something? Um, I mean, yeah, I think that just stems from being like a good human. Or a know. decent human. Or a decent human. Yeah, exactly. There just, you go. Yeah, just a decent human. <laughs> and on that note. And on that note. <laughs> yeah. Justin, well, I mean, yeah, take a drink of water, man. You, uh, that, you, you spit some knowledge today. I love it. Everything you were saying, I think we all can relate to it. I think a lot of people are going to relate to it. Um, amazing to hear your story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will me. definitely want to have you back in 2023. Let's do it. And see, see where you guys are at there. We should do it at the office. Yeah. Ooh, we'll hold you we to it. it. Yeah. We'll hold you to it. That'd be sick for you guys. To yeah. We want to start traveling around. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Be cool. Sick. We'll see you next Sweet. week. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Decent Human Podcast today. Thank you, Justin, for joining us. And we will see you guys all next time. Yeah. Next time. I mean, yeah. I don't know why I said like a question. (laughs) We'll see see you guys all next time. See you later.